Hi, I'm Jacqueline Steele, and this is my podcast, Self-Worth. In it, we will explore what it means to come alive through the vehicle of self-worth. And within that vehicle of self-worth, we will talk about self-image, spirituality, style, surroundings, and so much more. In the words of my favorite author, Paolo Coelho, all you have to do is pay attention. Lessons always arrive when you are ready. And if you can read the signs, you will learn everything you need to know in order to take the next step. My heart in every podcast episode of self-worth is to shine a light on that next step, one at a time. I am so glad you're here. Let's begin. You must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Dallas Willard. Hello, beautiful listeners. I'm so glad that you're here today. I've had a little trouble getting focused to write this episode, and that is total confirmation that what I'm about to share with you is timely and important information. Today, we are going to talk about alleviating massive stress and breaking up with needless distraction to get your effing life back and calm your overextended nervous system. First though, if you haven't left a review and you are loving this podcast, please do so. It means the world to me. Second, sign up for my email list, The Scoop. You can sign up in the show notes below or on JacquelineSteele.com. This email newsletter will drop about once a month or so and be all high vibes to uplift your inbox. Third, if you haven't signed up for my sacred rebel affirmation texts, you are missing out. I send them a few times a week and they are sent with the intention to increase your frequency and enhance your everyday life. You can text 480-531-6858. Again, that's 480-531-6858. You will be guided to opt in and then text the word sacred, S-A-C-R-E-D, and you will automatically be added to my list. It will be worth it, I promise. And I assure you, it is me on the other end messaging you. Okay. We took care of podcast business. Now let's take care of some heart business. My most recent brush with Hashimoto's has taken me back to the drawing board. Can any of you relate? It's so interesting how your health has a way of doing that. We think health issues are the end of the world, but really they are just a clue that we are out of balance. Once you get this clue and follow it, you realize you are being called to up-level your life. That up-leveling is sometimes uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to give up things you've become accustomed to. Leave certain relationships behind, etc. But it's our soul telling our body, something here is not right. I'm very fortunate. My most recent incident is not life-threatening. It is not terribly dangerous. It is just something that I must pay attention to so that it does not progress into something more serious. And when I first got this news, as I mentioned in an earlier episode, I I was a little shocked and I was really annoyed. I, at that time, thought I was feeling great. 
And when I went in for my blood test, I thought it was going to be the best blood test I had ever had, especially when it came to my thyroid. Truly, I remember walking up the stairs to the clinic thinking, I'm going to ace this. (laughs) And if you know me, my husband will tell you like, I want to ace everything. I want a gold star to put on my board, (laughs) whether it's going to the dentist or getting a blood test or like making a podcast episode. I want a gold star. So when I got the results a week or so later and my thyroid numbers were less than stellar, I spiraled for a few days, guys. I felt confused and worried and a bit shocked because I thought I was taking great care of myself. I also went into what I would describe as like a food morning where you have to give up certain foods or you know you need to give up certain foods that you just really enjoy. Even if it's for a short period of time, it still feels like you have to upset the natural flow of your day and rethink how you are going to approach everything and how you're going to approach food. So that also was part of my spiraling. It just felt like I'm getting into this routine with my son. He just started sleeping through the night. I'm enjoying my life. I told my husband I was on the pleasure diet, like eating what I wanted in moderation and feeling so good about it. And then bam, I have to switch things up. Now, looking back on that time, a little over a month ago, I have such clarity and compassion for that past version of myself. To be clear, I was taking care of myself. In many ways, I was taking care of myself better than I ever had in the past. But as so often happens with health issues, when I think about it and I'm really honest with myself, there was and is a lot of room for improvement. I was attending to myself in ways I had not in the past. More self-care in the way of massages and face masks and beautiful dinners. All wonderful things, right? The very obvious stuff. But the thing I wasn't paying enough attention to was the amount of stress I was living in on a daily basis. From the moment I woke up, I was caring for someone else until I lay my head back on the pillow at night. And when I realized this, I knew I had to wrangle my life back in and make some serious space for myself. That wasn't just the occasional massage or face mask or nice dinner. So here are a few things I did that were obviously things I needed to do and just hadn't yet. I got my son on a sleep schedule. (laughs) That made a huge difference. I got myself on a sleep schedule. I haven't had enough sleep for over a year. And if I'm really honest, years. Because before I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I was having such trouble sleeping through the night. And that's one of the symptoms of Hashimoto's. So I have had difficulty with sleep for years. I had difficulty sleeping when I was pregnant and I haven't slept through the night since my son was born. I still haven't, but he is sleeping through the night now. So at least my nervous system is calming down and getting more recovery time than it was. Now 
with my new sleep schedule, I'm in bed around 8 p.m. on weeknights and falling asleep around 9, 9.30 and up around 5.30. While my body is healing though, guys, if for instance, like my son did last night, he woke up at 3.30 and was wired, I give myself a little grace to sleep in longer. I'm not trying to be militant about my schedule right now, especially when I'm trying to put my body in a state of healing. But this sleep schedule is really working for me because it allows me time in the morning to at least meditate, if not read, meditate, and journal, and maybe move a little bit before my son wakes up. Before I was trying to do those things while my son was awake before our nanny got here. It was just a lot to wake up to. It was like a barrage of activity. And this morning time is the fuel of my life. It's what makes me, me. And my former sleep schedule was not giving me enough time for this. I was going to bed too late and then waking up around the time my son was waking up, if not just a couple minutes before. Another thing I did I cleaned up my diet and y'all, I'm a pretty healthy eater. I went to the dentist this week and she confirmed this. She said, you must have a really healthy diet. Again, like total admission. I love a gold star. And she said, it's because my teeth are not showing the signs of decay that a poor diet with lots of sugar in it can create. So this is awesome. I'm glad about this. However, I got even cleaner with my diet. I'm on the no sugar no gluten train right now to give my body a break. And I'm also loosely doing Karen Hurd's bean protocol, which is super interesting. Highly recommend you look it up if you're having any kind of health issue, literally any kind of health issues. She's saved so many people's lives from life-threatening things. Essentially, in this protocol, beans are magic and they bind toxins and excess hormones in your system and shuffle them out. No other food is as effective in doing this. I have her whole plan, but I have not fine-tuned the diet yet because one thing at a time, one thing at a time. I'm not putting pressure on myself to get everything perfect while I am trying to put my body in a state of rest because that gives me anxiety and then I spiral, right? So one thing at a time, do the best you can. This episode is supported by Rise Superfood Mushroom Coffee. Loaded with adaptogenic mushrooms, Rise Coffee Blend delivers calmer energy, sharper focus, and immune support for a balanced body and clear mind. The taste is smooth, creamy, and earthy, all with less than half the caffeine of normal coffee, so you don't get the jitters or that inevitable post-caffeine high crash. It has... Cordyceps for stamina and increased oxygenation. Lion's mane for focus, concentration, and neuron growth. Rishi for stress and restful sleep. Turkey tail for gut health, chronic fatigue, and cancer-fighting properties. Shiitake for immunity and bone density. King trumpet for inflammation, antioxidants, and heart attack and stroke-fighting properties. Yes, yes, yes. I have been drinking this coffee personally now for months. I mix it into my regular coffee for a superfood boost, and then I add my collagen powder and a little creamer or 
I drink it on its own for a little bit of extra energy when I need it. This is what I call a conscious company and one that genuinely cares about its customers. Head on over to risesuperfoods.com that's spelled R Y Z E S U P E R F O O D S.com to grab a bag now and enter code Jacqueline J A C L Y N at checkout for 15% off. Now back to the episode. I also, and I did mention this, I reduced my caffeine intake. (laughs) This one might be the hardest one of them all. I used to have pour over coffee every morning with a scoop of rice and collagen and several other like yummies in it. But I am down now to only one scoop of rice. And then I put some like fat in there, like ghee, coconut oil mix, um, and some other like collagen stuff. But rice is the equivalent of about half a cup of organic coffee. The first week or so was so difficult. And I would be lying if I said I didn't miss that morning blast of energy. But my nervous system has calmed down so much. My gosh, I'm noticing my fatigue more. And I'm certain it's fatigue from months of not sleeping enough or resting enough. When I look back, I didn't rest unless I was asleep. And then my sleep was so... I was up and down, up and down, up and down. This is wild. What was I thinking? I was expecting my body to recover and be healthy and lose the baby weight without rest. My weekends were about taking care of business and the house and my son, not allowing myself some rest, some time to reset. My evenings were about taking care of my boy and making dinner and cleaning up. I didn't have much time for anything other than a little bit of TV. And honestly, that's not really all that restful. So anyway, scaling back on coffee is allowing me to see how tired I've been and just how much I've been covering it up. Another thing I'll add is when I had my son, so many people said, sleep when your baby sleeps. I did not do this especially in the beginning when I really needed it after such a traumatic labor and then a C-section, I did not sleep enough and I did not nap when my son was napping and I should have. That would have made such a huge difference and I probably wouldn't have found myself in the position that I have eight months later. So those are the obvious things I did to clean up my act and give myself some much needed TLC. The next few things aren't as obvious but almost equally as important. I've done this before, but I'm doing it again. And that is phone down at 7 p.m., eight at the latest, no texts, no calls, no social media. Then in the morning, no texts, no calls, no social media before I do my meditation. So I do not touch my phone unless I'm doing a guided meditation. I cannot tell you how restful this feels when you are not constantly stimulated. It's amazing. All it is, is not looking at your phone and putting it down or putting it on airplane mode or putting on whatever kind of, I forget what it's called, nighttime. You can put on nighttime or like non-response. It's amazing. 
Another thing I did is focus on doing one thing at a time. As a new mom, this is really hard for me. I'm used to trying to multitask all day. I think I have a little bit of ADD. My brain runs very quickly. I'm constantly thinking of how I can like do multiple things at the same time and quickly. It's not effective though. And it makes me really anxious and it lowers my vibe because of that anxiety. One thing at a time, one thing at a time. And like the quote at the beginning, you must ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. When you start doing one thing at a time, you realize how much energy you waste trying to hurry yourself to get to the next thing. Our brains just keep pushing, pushing, pushing. What I've realized is it doesn't matter if I get that little thing done today or tomorrow or next week. Why am I putting so much pressure on myself? It's pointless. Paying attention to the amount of energy you are putting into rushing yourself is huge. Because then when we realize we are rushing, we can say, hey, you're doing a great job. Look how much you've already done today. Let's just do one thing at a time. And can you imagine? Enjoy the process. This has been huge for me. And it's way easier to do when I wake up and have that quiet time. It puts my mind in a position to be able to have this awareness, to cultivate this awareness. Am I rushing? Am I trying to do too many things at once? How can I get back to a state of calm and peace? Another thing I think is important, separate what's important from what isn't. That work thing isn't more important than your health. Going to that social thing isn't more important than you getting the rest that you really desire and need. Responding to that person's text is not more important than giving yourself a minute to pause and calm your nervous system. We have too much coming at us at any given moment. And the only thing we can control is ourselves. How will you filter in what needs your attention and what doesn't? This is your time to reclaim your mental space. I've talked about Get Your Life Back by John Eldridge a lot recently. It is an incredible book that I highly recommend. And I want to read you a couple things in it, but one specifically, and it is a quote from a book by Nicholas Carr that John Eldridge is talking about. And it says this, I began to notice that the net meaning the internet, was exerting a much stronger and broader influence over me than my old standalone PC ever had. It wasn't just that I was spending so much time staring into a computer screen. It wasn't just that so many of my habits and routines were changing as I became more accustomed to and dependent on the sites and services of the net. The very way my brain worked seemed to be changing. It was then that I began worrying about my inability to pay attention to one thing for more than a couple of minutes. At first, I figured the problem was a symptom of middle-aged mind rot. But my brain, I realized, wasn't just drifting. 
It was hungry. It was demanding to be fed the way the net fed it. And the more it was fed, the hungrier it became. Even when I was away from my computer, I yearned to check email, click links, do some Googling. I wanted to be connected to the internet. The internet, I sensed, was turning me into something like a high-speed data processing machine. I missed my old brain. Y'all, you have permission to not be connected to the internet. This is really hard, especially in the beginning stages, especially if you decide to do my recommendation of putting your phone down at 7 p.m. You'll find yourself reaching for your phone. But if you stick with it, what you will find is that this blanket of peace will come over you. That whatever it is that you were searching for or thinking you needed to Google or order on Amazon or look up, it will be there for you tomorrow. What is more important is your own sanity, your own sense of peace, your own sense of stillness, some rest from this wild and forlorn world. If you are doing too much, you will know it. You will feel out of balance. You will feel tired or unsettled or irritated. If you are not listening to the whispers of your soul, you will feel those same symptoms, a general disconnect from your life and your connection to joy. I want to end with an excerpt again from Get Your Life Back by John Eldridge. And I read this one last week, but Because we have so much coming at us at any given moment, it's so easy to forget this message. So it bears repeating. And this is what John says. We have a lot of dog walkers in our neighborhood, mostly out in the mornings and evenings. I've been watching this one fellow who has an odd looking mid-sized dog that doesn't fit any breed I'm familiar with. He looks like a loaf of bread. Cute but he seems reluctant to participate in the walking ritual. Every time I see them, the owner is out front, arm and leash fully extended behind him, coming along behind, moseying, not forlorn, but just kind of at his own pace, is this little mutt. The owner is clearly trying to get some exercise, get a workout in, as the saying goes, because it is something to be jammed into a frenzied life. His dog, on the other hand, is simply out to be out enjoy the world. Today, the mutt had rolled over on his back on the sidewalk, paws up in the air in playful protest while the owner was out front, arm and leash fully extended, tugging to get his companion moving. It made me laugh. And then I realized that's my soul. That's me and my soul. I'm trying to get my soul to come along in a way of life it just doesn't want to cooperate with. Pay attention. If it feels like you're dragging your soul along behind you, take notice. Maybe you're asking it to work at the speed of advanced technology. Maybe it means you're asking it to move too quickly through the myriad challenges of your life with no transition. It might just need to lie on its back and put its paws in the air for a few minutes. Friends, if you need to lie on your back, and put your paws in the air for a few minutes. This is your sign and your full permission 
to do so. You have been listening to Self-Worth with Jacqueline Steele. For more information, visit JacquelineSteele.com. And to connect, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube under the same name. Light, love, and peace. Until next time.